Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Surreal Gerald Quinn, on this 2nd of December 2019. As we discuss the world of sports and pop culture, we are in the last month of the decade. Think about that for a second. The last month of the decade of of the 2010s. It's it's incredible how fast time goes. because I was just looking at like some lists with the NBA all decade team and music with you know album of the decade. I'm like, oh, that's right. This is the last year of the decade. Um, time goes by so fast. So you know, um, it, it before you know it, New Year's Christmas will be here. New Year's Day will be here, and we will be into we will enter a new decade, 2020. Uh, you know, before you know it. So you know, enjoy it. Enjoy the holiday season. Uh, I was able to go home for Thanksgiving and um, definitely had had a great time. Uh, got to see some uh, some friends. Uh, got to see some some family, some close, close friends of the family. And uh, listen, the holiday season can be rough on a lot of people. Uh, mental health, you know, mental illnesses is, is is can be is difficult around this time. Around this time, lost you know lost loved ones, families you know. Maybe not at uh, not getting along. You know, again, it's a lot of uh, various, a lot of reasons why this can be a rough time of year uh, for for people. Um, so don't assume that you know it's Christmas time, Thanksgiving, and don't assume that everybody's smiling because they're not. Um, but uh, I, you know, you, as you get older, uh, moments become uh, more precious, and you. Find yourself taking in moments more so as you get older. There's no question about it. Um, shout out to my cousin for the macaroni and cheese. It was just off the charts great. So she will be making hopefully another batch for Christmas time. It was tremendous. And again, I'm I'm a tough grader of food. I don't just eat anything. I'm a very picky eater. Um, very judicious in terms of what the types of food that I the types of food that I eat, especially when it comes to stuff like macaroni and cheese or black eyed peas or fried chicken. I don't just eat anybody's food or anybody's, you know, certain dishes. I'll just okay, I can wait for this particular dish. I don't just eat anybody's food. So shout out to her for that. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Um as far as Thanksgiving goes. Um the games, eh, eh, the games were okay. I mean, Thanksgiving games, it's more about, you know, about your family and about eating. The games were, were so-so at best, even though I enjoyed I enjoyed Dallas and that whole ordeal. And Jerry Jones, and oh, man, I loved it. I loved every second of the Dallas Cowboys going down. It was beautiful to watch. Buffalo Bills out there clowning the, clowning the Cowboys on their home field. It was just beautiful to watch. I, I enjoyed it. You know, here, here's the problem with Jerry Jones. Um, and his whole, now I mentioned this last week that he was furious about that New England loss. I knew, he's probably to this, to this minute is bothered by losing to New England. I mean, he was really, he, they really, he really felt like they should have won that game, which, you know, as a competitor, the guy is a competitive person. He's won three Super Bowls. I understand from that standpoint, but like Jerry, you know, New England still, you know, they're still still at New England and you know they still have a pretty good defense but uh that was certainly a winnable game for Dallas but 
Jerry, you would thought Jerry Jones. You would thought that uh, you would thought that Dallas lost to uh, Miami, or, or you know, uh, or Detroit. <laughs> the way he was treating that game, so he was pissed off about that throughout the whole the course of the whole week. A little bit more calmer after the Buffalo loss, which in which he wasn't going to fire. Listen, Jason Garrett's not going to get fired before the year is over. We know that. Uh, Garrett is going to be out after this year, barring some miracle run, which I don't see happening with the way the Cowboys are playing right now. So we know Garrett's going to be out. They're out, they're out looking for a coach as we speak. They're, they're, they're looking for coach. They're looking for, uh, for a head coach. So that is uh, what you have going on in Dallas. Give Buffalo a lot of credit. I don't think Buffalo – I think Buffalo's an okay team. I don't think Buffalo is a contender at the AFC, at the AFC which is weaker – than it has been in past years, but I think Buffalo's okay. I think they're they're very they're a solid team. Um, y'all give them credit for winning on the road. That's a tough that's a tough spot in Dallas when Dallas needing the game and also you know that short week. The road teams have a hard time on that short turnaround week. So that like that that is a rough turnaround unless you're playing the Lions. More times than not, the road teams have a tough time winning that game with the short turnaround. But again, give Buffalo a lot of credit. They deserve it. They are in contention for the division. They're only a game a game um, behind New England. I think New England will find a way to win the division. But Buffalo, coming into this year, never thought Buffalo was going to reach 9-3. Um, game of the week had to be up until this point. I know Minnesota Seattle is playing right now. And right now, Seattle, I think they was, it was tied last time I saw it. But the game of the week, maybe even the game of the year so far, had to be Seattle, excuse me, uh, Baltimore, San Francisco. Uh, Baltimore gets by San Francisco, uh, twenty to uh, seventeen. Justin Tucker, forty-nine uh, yard field goal in the rain in bad conditions uh, to win it, and you knew he was going to make it. The guy is by far and away the best kicker in football right now. He and he's headed toward. He's going to be a Hall of Fame kicker. Justin Tucker, if he stays at this current pace, he will be an Hall of Fame without question in my book. I mean, this guy is a he's a weapon. I mean, really, especially the way kickers are missing. Extra points and easy, easy kicks left and easy kicks left and right. Justin Tucker is an absolute weapon, especially in the playoffs. So he makes a he make he makes a kick that you knew he was gonna make. But if I'm walking, if I'm San Francisco, I'm walking out there feeling good about myself. I went on the road, East Coast, East Coast, Eastern. You know, early early start, and I went toe to toe with Baltimore. And I frankly, I think I think for the most part, I think San Francisco outplayed Baltimore. To be honest with you. That was they could have easily won that game. They were physical. They I think thought they held uh, Lamar Jackson in check for the most part. Held him to 105 yards rushing. He got his 100 yards, 100 yards, 505 yards passing. He got his rushing yards, which is almost impossible to stop right now. But I thought that uh, San Francisco did did what they had to do uh, in those conditions. Gave themselves a chance to win that game. It was a very winnable game for San Francisco. So I, I, if there's such thing as a good loss, that was a good loss for the for uh, the 49ers. Now, if you're gonna lose losing out of the division, out of conference, that is a non-divisional, non-conference loss. That's the type of loss that you will take late in the season if you're contending for a, a wild card, not a wild card, but a um, but a home field advantage. It's not a bad loss. And they they still have everything in front of them to to uh, to be a top two seed, to be possibly even the number one seed. So tremendous game. It felt like a playoff tech caliber game. Would not be surprised to see either one of those teams, if not both of them, in the Super Bowl. Um, still a lot of football to be played before you know.
before that, you know, that gets uh, determined. But uh, that was a next level physical playoff caliber uh, high level game. It had two turnovers, which it was no way that 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 game was not going to have at least one turnover. Those two those two team defenses are very are top defenses. They're physical teams. They're going in those conditions. There were going to be a couple turnovers. There were two turnovers. There were two turnovers in the game, but it was it wasn't sloppy. The game wasn't sloppy. Um, again, I thought a high level, the um, high level, well coached. I thought it was a very well played game for the most part. Uh, Houston takes out uh, New England, twenty eight to twenty two. Uh, this game was not as close as the score indicated. New England, Houston got sloppy in the last, I would say, a couple of possessions. They allowed New England to score much easier than what than that game shouldn't have even been that close. To be honest with you, New England got some put up some garbage stats. The numbers would make the game look closer than what it actually was. It was not that close. Houston controlled that game um, from the jump for the most part, and you finally saw New England's defense kind of kind of break under the pressure that their offense just cannot can't do anything. Uh, their offense scored a two late touchdowns that were excuse me, that were basically meaningless. These were garbage touchdowns, so I don't take anything into what New England did in the fourth quarter offensively. New England offense right now is a problem. It's been a major problem for the majority of the season. Uh you have Brady going berserk on his receivers every time he gets a chance to. Every time he gets a chance to, you know Brady, you know, it's like Brady's telling me, I would equate it to this. I would equate, I shouldn't say this. I would equate it to a husband telling his wife, why can't you be prettier? Like, I really, I'm, that's how, like, he's telling these guys, separation, can you get open? They're not, Tom, they are mediocre, they are average to mediocre receivers, with the exception of uh, Edelman. He said they can't get open. These guys, they cannot get open. And Edelman's lost a step. He's not what he, he's not what he once was. But it, it, it would be like a husband telling his wife, why can't you be prettier? Like, I, it's just, there's nothing those receivers can do. There's nothing they can do. It's not even about scheme. It's not about execution. They're just not good. And Tom Brady cannot... He can't accept that. He can't process that, that these guys are just not good. Now, the flip side to that is it's not exactly like Tom Brady's throwing them open either. Now, I'm not one of these people who think Brady is done because he's not. He's not. He's still a he's still an upper echelon quarterback. He's still he's still a top ten quarterback. Okay. When I just on intangibles alone. Physical talent, we know he's past his prime physically. But just his mind alone, he, he's a he's he's like Yoda, and you want him in a big game. Bottom line, but he's not throwing receivers open. He, you know, throws throws a number of bad passes out of bounds. He's not accurate with the deep ball. He can no longer raise the the levels of average receivers. That part of his career is done. Like the it was a time where he you know he made guys like David Patton and Bethel Johnson he made those guys look good. That day is done. He's not that quarterback anymore. He cannot make average receivers look good. He cannot make mediocre receivers look average. Period. And this is the first time that that he misses Gronkowski. Remember, they won a Super Bowl without Gronkowski in the postseason. 
he this is what he he misses Gronkowski this year. This 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 version of Tom Brady misses Gronkowski. No question about it. They just don't have they, those receivers are just not good. You know, they just they're not they're not getting any separation. And it is killing Tom Brady mentally. It is like he he just can't he can't handle it. He cannot handle it. Because you know, listen, McDaniels is a is a top offensive coordinator. You got the best coach in football and of course in Bill Belichick, all time great. So it's, it's you know in the back of your mind, it's not your scheme. Our schemes that we we're gonna we're gonna out scheme almost everybody we play against. So if it's not our schemes, then you know, player it, then it lands on the players. So again, you see Brady, and Brady is losing his mind. He is absolutely losing his mind out there. And this is not just this is serious. This is after every incompletion, after every just about every series where they don't pick up a couple first downs or where they don't score. He, he I mean, he's you know he's going berserk, and he can't again. He cannot handle mediocrity. He cannot handle failure. He can't. So we're gonna see how this plays out. These are the receivers that they're, that they're stuck with. I still wouldn't go and sign Antonio Brown. I wouldn't do that. Um, that again, that wouldn't go that crazy. But um, it's in New England. They're gonna be right there. Uh, they're gonna be. They still deserve the respect of being New England. They're still the best big game team in the sport. But they they can be beat. And they can be beat before the AFC Championship. They can be picked off in the, in the divisional game. I still think they're going to put themselves in a position where they are one of the top two seeds. They can be picked off in that divisional game easily this year. This is one of these years where they can be picked off early. So, it um, you know, it'll be interesting. They have uh, Kansas City next week. Uh, Kansas City's playing well right now. Um, they put 40 on the Raiders. Um, that game was basically over in the first half, uh, forty to nine. Matter of fact, it was so bad that they switched to the Denver San Diego game, where San Diego again came up with a new way to choke, as usual, per the San Diego Chargers. Uh, a lot, you know, a lot. Of, there were some reports out there that uh, that Phillip Rivers won't finish the year as a starter. That you know, you might see, you know, but you know, it to me at this point it doesn't matter. He, they're not making the playoffs anyway. We know that he probably won't be the, on the team. On, on the team next year. So I, I don't even think it makes a difference. Bad loss for Philadelphia, uh, 37-31 uh, against the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins are playing hard. Everybody, you know, Dolphins took a lot of heat earlier this year about, you know, with the tanking and how they looked like one of the worst teams that I've seen in recent memory. They've actually played hard over the past, for the better part of the season. That was one of the worst losses of the season. You're a Philadelphia team. You just watched Dallas lose on Thanksgiving Day. You have Dallas in your backyard, you know, I believe in week 16, and you go out there and lay an egg like that against the, against the Miami Dolphins. There's no excuse for it. Um, their defense have been playing well prior to that. I don't know how. I don't know why all of a sudden the defense fell apart. Uh, so you know you can't blame the offense. I know the offense had taken a lot of heat. They got their receivers back. They got a couple receivers back, Aguilar and, and, and Alshon Jeffrey. You put 31 points on the board, you should absolutely win the game. So th this one you can't put on Wentz. This is on a defense. 
uh, not being able to contain, making Ryan, making uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick look like Steve Young. Uh, so that's a horrible loss to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not going to. I Philadelphia is not going to make the playoffs this year. I don't care how bad Dallas is. Dallas might be eight and eight and get into the playoffs. So Philadelphia, Philadelphia just doesn't have it this year. Um, you hear Doug Peterson come out talking about lack of discipline and consistency is on me. Okay, you're the head coach. Who else would it be on? Um, so it's just not. This is not in the cards to Philadelphia this year. And you know, Wentz is going to take the majority of the, of the blame. Okay, life of the court. You know, it's all part of being a, a quarterback, especially when you're one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. But I, I don't. I wouldn't put any of the blame on him. I wouldn't put the majority of the blame on him. Um, Peterson has to, has to reset that culture. A lot of things coming out, the, a lot of reports coming out where the locker room is not as stable as it, as it, as it once was. He has to reset that culture and, and go from there. They Listen, they still have a ton of talent. Um, they still have some guys. They still have a nice core of players that you can build around. We know they're a smart front office. Um, they're you know they're right there. It's not like this is this is a rebuilding process, but uh, it's not going to happen this year, especially not in the NFC. Um, as usual, Pittsburgh wins a big game against Cleveland. Uh, there was no way Cleveland was going to win this game. They never beat Pittsburgh in a big spot when they in a game that they absolutely need. No matter if Pittsburgh has a third string quarterback. Um, I wasn't surprised by the result, but the idea that Freddie Kitchens comes in and wears that dumb shirt just tells you all you need to know about the Cleveland Browns and why they are one of the sloppiest, mistake-prone teams in the NFL. You know, Freddie Kitchens has made himself out to be, prior to this, this no-nonsense, this, you know, doing anything by the book, you know, we ignore distractions and do, and you're wearing a shirt or a sweat, a sweatshirt with uh, saying Pittsburgh started, and then try to and then try to defend defend why he was wearing the shirt, and you wonder why, you know, your team goes out there week in week out and looks like a you know and looks like a bunch of clowns. So it, it starts with Freddie Kitchens. Freddie, I, I would fire Freddie Kitchens today. There's no way that I would, I would allow that guy to be coaching the team, the team in 2020. Um, he's just not he's not a leader of men. He's not a leader of men. You know, he's a coordinator. He's one. Listen, there are guys who are just not built to be head coaches. They are career coordinators. He's a career coordinator. It's just that simple. So, again, to no surprise that Pittsburgh won that game. But then the idea that. Freddie Kitchens can come in there wearing that wearing that shirt, or 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 be or take a photo or have a photograph of him wearing that shirt. It was even it makes zero sense. It makes all the sense in the world. It makes no sense, but it makes all the sense in the world considering how that team has performed over uh, the course of the season. So there you go in terms of week uh, thirteen. Um, again, you had a couple teams get off the snot, you know, get back. Uh, get back to their winning ways. The Rams, Packers, uh, Rams played very well, uh, manhandled um, Arizona. The Packers did just enough to beat the Giants. The Giants are like a dead carcass, so I don't know. I don't put any too much stock into that win, but you'll take a – if you're the Packers, you'll take a real win um, within the conference. 
Uh, I still don't believe in the Packers as a Super Bowl contender, but they'll have plenty. They have they have some more opportunities to prove to prove me wrong over the course of uh, the rest of the regular uh, in terms of the rest of the regular season with some of the games they have to play. So that Minnesota, so that the, uh, the Saints, um, the Washington football team actually won has a winning streak. Uh, so that was a nice little win against Carolina. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I wouldn't get too excited, but um, how about how about how about your Carolina? You let you allow Washington to run for over two hundred fifty yards rushing with no quarterback play. I mean, the way listen, Haskins was not was not ready to play this year at all. This was this was a year where he should have been holding the clipboard. He's not right now. He's not a NFL starting quarterback. Period. It's not even his fault. He's just not ready to play. But you know. What they want, you know that what the what Washington wants to do. They want to run the ball, but yet you still can't stop it. They've completely Carolina has completely checked out on uh, Ron Rivera. There are going to be a number of coaching jobs up for grabs this year. Carolina will be Carolina, Dallas. I think Cleveland should be, but I'm not so sure that that they'll move on from Kitchens. But Carolina and Dallas will be two prominent jobs that will be um, that will be open at the end of the season. Um, so, but that's a you know it's a horrible loss of Carolina. Let Washington come in and just push you around. Uh, Quentin Dunbar has has really emerged as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He's been tremendous this year. Now, again, he, it's easy for him to get lost on a bad team, but he has been off the charts good to me. He's been so good that I I think that it is time for them time for Washington to get rid of to let go Josh Norman. Um, you're paying him like a top five quarterback, and he's not even the best quarterback on your team. So I think it's time to move on from that. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the offseason in terms of that situation. Right now, 7-7 Seattle and uh, Minnesota, as both those teams are vying for divisional playoff wild card. This has a lot of implications as far as tiebreakers could, could go as well for those two teams. Both those teams, I think, will be in the playoffs, by the way. I think both those teams are going to make the playoffs, but it's just a matter of where they're going to uh, finish. Um and this could go a long way towards determining that. As far as the college go, uh, college football went this weekend. Um, the Iron Bowl was an absolute classic. Uh, first of all, Alabama lost, which is always a good thing because like, everybody hates Alabama. I don't hate Alabama, but don't mind seeing them. Don't mind seeing Nick Saban complaining, losing or losing. But uh, that's a big that's a big time win for Auburn as they head into uh, the bowl season. That should guarantee Auburn a New Year's Six bowl. I, I feel. Um, Alabama is going to be is going to be out the playoffs, and it's about to be Armageddon down in Alabama as just they just cannot handle a two loss season not being in the playoffs. Nick Saban can't coach anymore. All is it's just everything is just Alabama football should just go kaput. They should just you know shouldn't have Alabama football anymore. This is what this is Alabama's at this level to where they cannot lose more than one game and anything less than a championship appearance is a failure. It's a failure. Now I'm not ready to write off Nick Saban and say that Alabama will not be playing for a national championship in twenty twenty one. In twenty in the twenty twenty season. And in January of twenty twenty one be in the national championship game. They're gonna have a. They're gonna probably have the number one recruiting class again. They're gonna have some guys that that all all their guys are not gonna go pro. Not ready to quite say that Alabama is done. I was just hold. Let's hold the brakes on that. Last time you said that back in 2010, they won back to back national championships. 
Okay, let's let's keep that in mind. Like they're not they're not going to win it every year. At a certain point, they at some point they were not going to make the playoffs. And again, starting quarterback was hurt. If Tuga if Tuga Baluba is is healthy this year, Alabama would be in the playoffs. Remember, he was not healthy that in that LSU game. He didn't play in this game. If he plays this game, they would have put sixty on Auburn. Mac Wilson put 45 on Auburn. Think about that. Mac Wilson, or Mac Jones, excuse me. What, what, would, what would a healthy Tuga Valuva put on Auburn? He would put like 60. So I think I think the demise of, all, of Alabama is being greatly exaggerated myself. It just wasn't their year. Sometimes it's not your year. Sometimes it's just not your year. Clemson's won 27 straight, and it should not be ignored, the fact that they've won 27 straight. It really should, it's not appreciated the way it is. It is that, that is 10th all-time in the history of college football. Only 10 other teams have won more, has had consecutive game streaks that long. And only Miami and Florida State within the ACC. Miami had a streak of 34 from 2000 to 2003 and or from 2000 to 2002 they lost Ohio State 2003 because they lost Ohio State in, in, in October in January 2003 in a game which they should have won they you know the refs kind of screwed them in that that last play um and Florida State of course had a streak a couple years back from 20. 2013 to 2015, or 2012 to 2015, where they won 29 straight games. So those are the only two ACC streaks that have been longer. This is a historic streak that Clemson's on right now. And quiet has kept, Trevor Lawrence is playing like Heisman-level football right now. He really is. He's been great for the last, I would say, last six, five or six weeks. Right now, if I had a team to pick to win a championship, I would pick Clemson. Even over even over LSU, I really would. I, the experience, Dabo is great. They've been there. They've been in the playoffs. They know how they and they know how to win. They absolutely know how to win. Um, as expected, Ohio State just toyed with Michigan. Uh, I was not fooled by some of the games that Michigan won. Ohio State. Now there are a couple of people that that are trying to put Ohio State into this all time great team. I would slow down on that. They need to win a championship before we go before we go there. We know they're going to have a million draft picks. But uh, Ohio State absolutely toyed with Michigan. And you wonder how long Harbaugh can can take just getting his ass kicked by Ohio State every year. I mean, this is five straight years. And they've only only won the years that they had a legit chance of beating Ohio State. And that was like uh, back in 2016. The other years, Ohio State has absolutely had their way with Michigan. Um, uh, give Ohio State a lot of credit. Ohio State will face off against Wisconsin in the um, Big Ten Championship. When you look at the last playoff spot, uh, we know Clemson is going to be in the playoffs. LSU is going to be in the playoffs. If Georgia beats LSU, they'll be in the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure. I, Clemson's schedule has been so weak. I Listen, I assume Clemson is going to be in the playoffs. I cannot see them losing the ACC championship. There's no way they're losing to Virginia. There's no way. No way. 
So I'll put, I think three of the spots are, are a lot. The last spot, the last spot I think comes down to Utah, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think Wisconsin has the inside track if they beat Ohio State. I really do. I think Wisconsin will jump both of those teams if they beat Ohio State. You know, Wisconsin had a road. They would have wins over Penn State. They would have wins over Penn State, Michigan, Minnesota, and Ohio State. That is an impressive resume. And that's a resume that 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 blows away what Utah definitely blows away what Utah has done and even exceeds uh, Oklahoma's, to be honest with you. So those are the three teams I'm looking at for that fourth spot. I think three of the spots are are locked are are between the four between LSU, Clemson, Georgia, and um, Ohio State. Yeah, I can think Ohio State can lose and still make the playoffs. Clemson, LSU has not, LSU's SEC championship that they'll play hard, but then LSU will be playing. LSU will be in the playoffs. They are a guaranteed lock to be in the playoffs. Even if they got embarrassed by Georgia, they will still make the playoffs. As far as the NBA goes, a uh, big week for Dallas, James Harden, and Carmelo Anthony, but I want to get, go back to. Kyrie Irving no, being a no-show in Boston late last week and being booed. This is, how, man, this is how angry Boston fans are still at him, the fact that he wasn't there and they still boo him. So he responds with this ridiculous Instagram post. It was, was it Twitter or Instagram? I want to say, I think it was Twitter. It was Twitter. And, you know, if I'm a teammate of Kyrie's or you're within that organization, you just wonder what's going through this dude's head. And you wonder if this guy is capable of leading a team. We know what he can do as a player, but are you capable of leading a team? Look what Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum are done, have done without him. Look what they've done without him. This is, it speaks volumes about how just toxic he was to that, to that franchise last year. And it seems like not much has changed. I mean, there was no re- listen. Show up to Boston, take the booze, and keep it moving. Like, yeah, the no show in Boston it makes. It, if I'm a teammate, I'm I'm looking at him with the side eye. I'm like, why are you not here? We know you're hurt. You got the shoulder. Cool. I don't just I, that. I mean, but again, but again, that's what leaders do. That's what leaders don't do. You're gonna you're gonna be a you're gonna be a no show, and then go then go <laughs> then go on social media with this ridiculous. I, I don't know what Kyrie would uh, you know I don't know what's going on in Kyrie's head. Kyrie will have you thinking that he has some, some mental issues. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I'm not even joking about. It. I don't even play with mental health like that. But some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, he will think he will have you thinking that he has some some mental issues. I don't understand some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. I couldn't imagine, again, being a teammate of Kyrie Irving, especially if you're not a veteran, you're a young player, and you're trying to learn the league, you're trying to find your way in the NBA, and you you have to follow that dude. Great wins, uh, a couple great wins for uh, Dallas. I said they manhandled both the Lakers and Houston this past week on the road, so they're going to be in the playoffs without question, barring injury. 
uh, barring any major injuries. Um, Toronto has been off the charts good this year. Siakam is a legitimate MVP candidate. Toronto come into tonight was 15, 15 and four. That's the same exact record they had last year with Kawhi Leonard. So you gotta give Nick Nurse uh, a ton of credit. All those guys, those guys are playing hard. They play hard every night, even when they lose. They play, they they play hard. They, the games they lose are dog fights. That team is a legit threat to get to the NBA Finals. They really are. I mean, I, I never thought I would say that coming into the season. I thought they would be a playoff team. Be fighting for like a six, seven seed, somewhere between that five and seven, seven seed. But they are a legit. They are a legit Eastern Conference contender. I love the fact that they're taking pride in defending that championship. Like we are the world champions. We don't, our defense travels. We have one. You know, Siakam. You know, is Siakam one of the top fifteen, top ten players in the league right now? Maybe. I mean, he's playing like he's play. He plays both ends of the floor. His offense improvement improvement has been just insane from from two years ago to now and, and go from going from last year to now. Like he's carried on that to that that momentum of the NBA Finals. So they've done a tremendous job. Um, they um, if they keep it's hard to see uh, hard to see any of those guys getting traded. They stay at this pace. It really is. Wanted to get the one thing, one last NBA thing. Um, Dwayne Wade came out on Twitter and you know defended his son. His son, uh, of course, you know his son is gay. His son, they pitched, He took a picture. Well, I think Gabrielle Union took a picture and posted it. And his son, you know, had the acrylic nails and uh, you know crop top. It took a lot of heat. A lot of ignorant people were knocking. You know, his son's uh, attire and his appearance. Here's what I said about it. Jay-Z once said, a wise man said, don't argue with fools. If you are not, if you have that thin, thin if you're that thin skin, number one, you should not be posting photos of, of your family on, on social media. If you are that thin skin, you will never win a Twitter battle with millions and millions, tens, against tens of millions of people. It's just not going to happen. So. If you're gonna, if you're not gonna respond, you can post anything you want because you don't care what the, you don't, you're not gonna take in the energy that's that's given to you with with you know with people responding, talking about your son or talking about your family. So Dwayne Wade got, they just don't need to be posting photos. They just don't need to be posting photos, and I just in general, I ain't talking about your son, just in general. Remember a couple of years ago, this might have been last year, um. He had a problem with an NBA player liking a picture of uh, Gabrielle Union when she had a, a a bikini on. Okay, so clearly Dwayne Wade is sensitive towards any type of negativity or alleged disrespect that's that's you know that is directed towards his family. You don't need to be posted. Listen, man, you don't have to. You just because you're a celebrity, you don't have to let everybody inside your life. You don't. If you're going to respond, if you're that thin-skinned, don't post it. Again, there are a lot of there are a lot of jealous people out there who are, who are going to say ignorant shit just because they want your life. They want Dwayne Wade's life. They want Dwayne Wade's money. They would love to be married to Gabrielle Union. They would love to be doing games on NBA TV. They would love to be a future Hall of Famer. You know, three-time champion. 
that will never change. And you know, I again, I never get, I I, I never understand why these guys respond to Twitter or to, uh, Twitter trolls. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't. Got a chance to watch a lot of college basketball. Um, it's gonna be listen if you if you love parody. If you love, a, you know, no dominant teams, this is going to be the year. Uh, we've already saw, we've already seen Duke and you, you and Kentucky lose at home. Michigan State has lost twice already. They lost to Virginia Tech. Um, Michigan went from unranked to number four in one week. Uh, so it's it's absolutely wide open. There's no team that has stood out. Um, North Carolina's schedule is ridiculous. Uh, they have Ohio State. Virginia and Gonzaga in about a 10-day span. Uh, the ACC, Challenge, ACC Big Ten Challenge should be great this year. I mean, all of, they have six of the top 11 teams matching up, Duke, Michigan State, North Carolina, Ohio State, and Michigan and Louisville. All three of those matchups, all, any one of those six teams could be in the Final Four. They really can. Any one of those six teams could be in the Final Four this year. Uh, give, the, give Juwan Howard a ton of credit so far. <clears throat> He's created a belief with that team. He um, now they lost a lot of talent last year, but the infrastructure of that program was left over, left uh, behind uh, by uh, by Beeline. Uh, that is a great program. He left it in great hands. He left it in great hands. He left Jawan Howard again. The cupboard was not bare as far as as far as that program goes. And Jawan Howard, I don't think Jawan Howard was going to stay there long. I think Jawan Howard could do two or three years and be a, and, and get a head, a head coaching job in the NBA. It's not a good coach. I think Jawan Howard is going to be. He's he's young, hungry, understands the Michigan culture, um, bringing that Miami infrastructure as far as winning and attitude to uh, to Michigan will take them. You know, they could be in a champion. They could be in the Final Four this year. Um, but uh, he's going to do a tremendous job with that program. He, you can tell that he, you know, he wants to be there. And I've seen, you know, we've seen a, a number of NBA guys think they could just walk into jobs and and survive on name, uh, and then go, you know, belly up. It's just not happening. Uh, Clyde Drexler was the most one of the most prominent. It just was an absolute disaster when he went back to Houston. And you know, tried to go, tried to win based on just based off name recognition. That does not work out. You have to actually get your hands dirty. Penny Hardaway is going to do a tremendous job in Memphis uh, with all you know with what he had to deal with. You know, coaching in, in the high school ranks, AAU ranks. He understands the, the Memphis culture and, and 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 knows the city. And Jawan Howard with the same thing with Michigan. He's going to do a tremendous job. And look forward to watching that team play over the course of the year. But this is going to be a wild college basketball season. There's no again there I you know there's no teams that have stood out. I haven't seen a lot of Virginia, but I've seen the majority of, of the top teams. None of these teams stand out, none of them. So it should be one of these seasons where you um again you it won't be four no it won't be four Cinderellas in the final four, but it'll be it'll be a situation where you can have anywhere from you know eight to ten teams be title contenders and anywhere from fifteen to twenty that can get to the final four. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As always, we are streaming live on uh, my YouTube channel. It should be available anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes after 
uh, we get off the air and we're going to be live. We're going to be available through Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, a number of uh, Spotify, a number of platforms. So check us out. I appreciate, appreciate the listens. Appreciate the views. I will see you next time. I'm out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.